0: wow, what a surprise. Yesterday's data in the US showed that inflation didn't ease as much as expected in January. But apparently, well, the equity traders just couldn't be bothered to care. I guess that that means the equity rally will just continue its way to the heaven. And with that optimistic note, well, welcome. This is SwissCO's daily market talk. So looking at the market pricing and reaction, you could have hardly guessed, but yesterday's inflation report in the US was not brilliant. Because on a monthly basis, the headline inflation ticked higher from 0.1% to 0.5% as expected but on a yearly basis both headline and core inflation in the US didn't ease as much as expected core inflation fell from 5.7 to 5.6% instead of the 5.5% expected by analysts while headline inflation eased from 6.5 to 6.4% versus 6.2% expected by analysts and if we take it to the decimal point well that easing was even less in fact the US headline inflation Barely eased from 6.45 percent to 6.41 percent, so it didn't really ease. So on the contrary, over the past three months, actually, the core inflation, for example, rose from 4.3 percent to 4.6 percent, and well, Valentine's had to spend 17 percent more on a romantic dinner this year compared to last year. So nothing in that inflation report was okay yesterday, and hotter inflation is obviously not the elephant in the room. It is very, very much in line with the abnormally tight U.S. jobs market and that despite the continuing news of more job cuts from big companies. So this time it's Ford that announced to let go of 3,800 people but the layoffs will mostly hit Europe. I'm sorry, Jerome Powell. I'm sorry, it's just Europe. But on the contrary, Ford will invest 3.5 billion US dollars to build a lithium iron phosphate battery plant in Michigan to fully benefit from Joe Biden's green tax cuts related to the Inflation Reduction Act, and that will employ 2,500 people in the region instead. Anyway, all this to say that no, the interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve don't necessarily translate into a weaker jobs market just yet, and inflation in the US, which has been encouragingly trending lower since summer, well now gives signs that we may be soon coming to that point where it will be harder to make any significant progress. And services and shelter are apparently the areas that should show improvement and while well, Bloomberg economists write that, at least for services, well it doesn't look promising at least for now. So. Normally, I say normally and the continuation of what I just said before, you would expect to see a bad or bearish market reaction to the CPI data, right? Well, the market reaction was actually mixed because the US stocks opened the day higher, yes higher, then the S&P 500 fell, which was the normal and expected market reaction, but then it rebounded again to close the session near flat, NASDAQ also kept higher at the open, it sold off a little bit later down the road, but rebounded to close the session 0.70% higher. Now I didn't expect that. One explanation for that could be, well, there were so many red flags going into the CPI data about the possibility that inflation may have ticked higher, that investors were somehow happy that the CPI data wasn't so bad after all, and or the optimism in the market is so strong right now that neither the Fed nor the data could do anything to hammer it. Either way, And I don't know if there's any interest in hearing this anymore, but yeah, well, a few of the Federal Reserve members said some hawkish stuff after the CPI data. Richmond Fed's Barkin, for example, said, if inflation persists at levels well above their target, which is the case right now, maybe they will have to do more. Dallas Fed's Logan said that they must remain prepared to continue the rate hike increases in the US for a longer period of time than previously anticipated and philadelphia fed president harker said that the interest rate should go possibly higher than the five percent level to counter inflation that is easing only slowly but all investors heard yesterday was blah 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 so at this point the only thing i can tell you is be careful still because it's not because the market refuses to see the reality that reality is not what it is because sometimes it takes markets some time to come back to their senses so the downside risk prevail for equities though there is no reason for the equity rally to stall at this point because if a disappointed inflation print in the u.s couldn't reverse the rally yesterday i don't see what can. So this morning, the US futures are in the negative, well, where they actually should be. But again, I can't tell you that. The market will head lower from here because apparently, I am not reading the market news or the market data from the same rosy perspective as the majority of investors do. And you know what? Tom, you, as French say, that's so much better this way. But still, Treasury markets seemed more down to earth yesterday after the data, as you US two year yields take to the highest level since last November. Activity on federal funds futures gave a little more than 12% probability for a 50 basis point hike at the next FOMC meeting versus around 9% at the start of this week before the CPI data. But the US dollar index remains stuck below its 50-day moving average. Gold extended losses to $18.43 on the back of stronger yields and firmer US dollar. And the euro dollar found support above the 50-day moving average, which stands around the 0.0715 mark while the dollar Again, cleared resistance near its own 50 day moving average level and is now testing the 133 offers, the minor 23.6% Fibonacci retracement to the upside. Now, I don't see a particular reason for the US dollar to soften given the latest inflation figures in the US, but there is always a risk that the new Bank of Japan Governor Ueda says something like, We will scrap the yield curve control policy because. It makes no sense. And boom, the pair could go below the 130 level before you even know. So the risks are still tilted to the downside in the dollar yen. Now, if you come back to our inflation talk and broaden it to beyond the US borders, well, inflation numbers elsewhere look kind of mixed. In Switzerland, inflation rose to 3.3% in January, so that's a lot for Switzerland, and that was more than expected by analysts. But in the UK, inflation in January still is more than expected to 10.1%. Now that's obviously not the sharp easing that Mr. Bailey was talking about, and with a six seven percent wages growth on average, we may actually never see inflation in Britain crash. But both the headline and core inflation figures in Britain ease in January and Sterling took a dive this morning on the back of the softer inflation data. Now further good news is that energy is not an immediate cause for concern for inflation, at least that because crude oil remains offered into the 100-day moving average which stands near the $81 per barrel level and the bears are in charge of the market this morning as the latest API data showed a massive 10 million barrel build in the US oil inventories last week, while Biden administration announced that there would be further releases from their strategic petroleum reserves of around 26 million barrels so that was earlier this week now the more official eia data is due today and uh, will probably show a similar upside surprise so u.s credit is certainly on its way to test the 50-day moving average to the downside yet again and that's near the 77 dollar per barrel level now let's talk a little bit about individual stocks because it's the 13f filing season so we actually get to know who bought what and who sold what last quarter now mind that the information is kind of outdated and doesn't mean much but it's always actually nice to know what's Warren Buffett, for example, did last quarter. So let's talk about what he did last quarter. Apparently, he sold 86% of his TSM holdings last quarter, and that was just a few months after disclosing a major stake in the Taiwanese and the world's biggest semiconductor company. Oh snap, because TSM shares were actually doing so well so far, the shares were up by more than 66% since October, but then, well, they sold as much as 4% in Taipei on the news today. So, this is all for today, I'm Ipekos Eskardeskaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your messages and all your comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you, so please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily. Market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading